0: Recording now, Dave.
1: All right, we finally got to the important part of this month. Like, mm. we're finally the only
0: thing we really want to talk about. Really, this entry. Honestly,
1: yeah. yes, absolutely. So we are here to talk about uh, what's this? 2016. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike's, I assume, number one movie of 2016. Absolutely, everybody wants yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like every time I talk, like. There have been numerous times where I've talked to you, like, what are you up to? I'm oh, watching Everybody Wants Some. Like, it just has become a pure <laughs> comfort movie for Mike. Like, when, when he's down or he can't think of anything else to watch, I like, pop on these baseball idiots and just enjoy my time. For
0: for a time, Dave, um, You know, before I, I started to get a little bit more professional with this podcasting business, um, I had this on my iPhone. A uh, the highest resolution copy that I could hold on my iPhone, <laughs> just so I could. I it comforted me that it was in my pocket at all any time, point. I need to. I could. Yes, just... I could watch this. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. All of my emotions feel the same. Feel the same. You don't like where this is going. Look away. Look away. You're not in my way. You're in my path.
1: Look at that. All of my emotions that uh when it first came out um i did not think i would like um
0: i'd like link- really as a baseball guy you didn't didn't think you'd dig this huh
1: uh, yeah um i think it's the like you know knowing link later knowing how good he is at hangout movies like i don't know do i really want to hang out with a bunch of college jocks for a couple hours or is this gonna get uncomfortable is this going to get offensive because it you know in order to really portray that there is god willing yeah (laughs) but you know what mike like i think i might like this better than dazed and confused um which is which is a strong statement because i think that's nearly a perfect movie and one -hmm. of the best hangout movies ever made um but this one man it just it really works for me like it's got heart but also it never rings false like the way these guys, like I, I've had this discussion with, with my fiance, with Tessa, like, yeah, this is just male friendship. Like we just treat each other like fucking garbage. Uh But then when mm-hmm. the chips are down, we help each other out and we don't mm-hmm. have to, there's a great moment in this. We have a character who is just a complete psychopath um, who's convinced he's going to be, you know, the next Nolan Ryan. And he gets into it with my favorite character, with Tyler Hawkland's character. And his apology was like, nice hit. And then he – I love that instead of saying silent, Tyler Hawkins' character looks at him and goes, we're cool. And that's it. Hmm. Fight's over. We've moved on. We don't have to like really get in the muck of this. We're good now. Like, And I think this movie encapsulates that kind of relationship maybe better than any movie I've ever seen.
0: I believe the uh the psycho picture character you're talking about is uh, known as Raw Dog. That's his <laughs> self-proclaimed <laughs> title. He's given himself.
1: Oh god, just the worst, <laughs> That horrible mustache, just the worst.
0: Which is funny because, you know, my wife knows how much I enjoy this and how how often I can revisit it and see some of my own friendships portrayed in this film, which was one of the chief criticisms of the film when it came out. Although I think that was primarily a film Twitter thing because I've got Rotten Tomatoes up eighty seven percent. Pretty good. Rotten Tomatoes from you know, I, guess I well formerly professional cr- critics. Mm. I don't I don't know if that's a profession that really exists anymore. Uh, and certainly Rotten Tomatoes has opened it up to everyone. But the audience score is only sixty eight. So there's mm. there is this is seen as some sort of art house movie, which is weird if you look at those numbers because it is not that at all. It is not attempting to be a quiet slice of life about uh, a young man entering college. In fact, it's loud and abrasive and almost instantly, you know, we're introduced to the character, uh, driving in and he's not greeted by anyone. Um, the raw dog character who, when my (laughs) wife was saying like, who do these characters remind you of? I'm like, well, Dave is clearly the raw dog (laughs) individual. Oh yeah. (laughs) With (laughs) His rage issues (laughs) at having to pay a four twenty-three rental fee for Slugger's wife.
1: (laughs) I think any sane person would have that reaction, Mike. Um I don't
0: I don't think that the film The film doesn't have a uh sort of introduction to this culture. It just drops you right in the middle. I would say that Mm -hmm. dazed and confused because it has uh Differing, uh, you know, members of the like literal high school class, the freshmen coming in, uh, there that there's, you at least have more of a com- camaraderie with certain subgroups of the high school on the, totally. the last day of school as they enter into summer. Uh, we still, we have, this is the, I think Link Leader said the spiritual sequel to Days in View. So you have another freshman, this time a college freshman, but, even amongst his, his peers, um, they're combative with each other. There's a baseball sequence where uh one freshman says to the other, like, hey, we're supposed to stick together and the <laughs> the catcher says, Swing the bat, you're making us all look fucking bad. Like, God, what do you want me to do for you? Like that's it's that sort of dynamic. It's constantly being challenged, uh, to, to rise up. I think people may <laughs> like appreciate that more if the ends justify the means, but mm. I would say to most filmgoers who are not sports fans or don't have uh you know, they don't fit into this particular group of some would say toxic masculinity or I think Dave and I would just say just plain just old masculinity. masculinity. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't think that they feel like the actions of the character Uh, justified just to be a better baseball player or to be able to bang more chicks. That's actually what I like about it. It's not about young men going off to war. This isn't the fucking deer hunter. (laughs) Thank God. This is is just about uh, trying to find your way. And I think that the film does try to present uh, different viewpoints on that. Like everyone's sort of self-aware enough about like, oh, we're the jocks here. Right. But they keep trying to figure out if they can break out of that. Do they have to like, – it's, it's even a literal trailer moment where the main character, who unfortunately now is played by Blake Jenner, uh, um, yeah. which I, I I'll even say even as a huge fan of this film, Linklater doesn't tend to give – it's almost uh, – we'll throw it out there. He's, It's like he's making – superhero movies where he's only interested in the villains like yep. sort of tim burton effect mm-hmm. he's interested in the side characters the lead be it you know waking life days and Confused, they're usually the most boring individual well yeah is
1: essentially the lead of days and confused the younger brother what's his name mitch said his name uh and, yeah, he, and he's yeah. fucking boring too you're more interested in mcconaughey and you know slater yeah. and everyone else and this is kind of the same thing like and the I think the lead romance here is sweet, and I think it works mainly because of her, uh, not because of him. But okay, so that's that's
0: probably where you know you said, do you like this more than Days and Confused? And I also like pretty quickly like came to that conclusion, like do I, do I dare like this because Days and Confused is another hangout movie that right. I love that subgenre, which means you know Linklater is god of that that genre. Um, but one thing that it has going for it is certainly time. Dazed and Confused. It's not mm-hmm. like Dazed and Confused was a runaway success when it came out. It's just right. re-watches. The other thing it has going for it and I don't know if, you know, just given that this came out in 2016 that it ever is possible to catch up to Dazed and Confused because it's a totally different movie uh, industrial complex yeah. as far as yeah. star making. There's so many movie stars in Dazed and Confused so now I think people appreciate it more because you get to see this ensemble of like before it was Ben yeah, asked, like, Affleck before Matthew and- McConaughey. Mm-hmm. That probably can't happen now. But I also think that you know six years into it, uh, you mentioned the fact that the romance works mainly because of Zoe Deutsch. Am I saying that right? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish it was Zoe Thompson because she looks you know just like her her mother. It does. Um, her and Glenn Powell are probably the two standouts, and they probably get the best dialogue, or they just do they do the most with pitches to hit. Mm. And of course, they go on to set up the uh, set it up yeah. cinematic universe as a couple. I don't, but that's that's not me apologizing for Blake Jenner and all the horrible shit that he did right, right. in his real life. But he's not the highlight of this, and he wasn't even then. See, I think
1: I think those two that you mentioned are two and three for me. It's all about Tyler Hockland. McReynolds is the most memorable. It's character a crop to top for you, isn't I it? Mean, it's it, him. It works out. I mean, <laughs>
0: splitting open baseballs being flung at him with an axe. No, you know, you in know a crop what it top. is.
1: You know what it is. It's the it's that first practice sequence. strike one. Hey Detroit. Yeah. It's fucking goggles, you can't use those to read, the schedule says batting practice. Scrimmages later, what the fuck, man? Yeah, all right, well, I'm not afraid to get this over right here, right now. <laughs> get what over? I'm a fucking pro prospect too, and you know it. I'm not uh... afraid to
0: challenge you, man, and everybody else on this team. And I'm not afraid to stick it in and break it off from day one, all right? Okay, meet. You want to try to make that starting rotation on your uh, first BP session, huh? Be my guest. Practice like you play, man. Shut his fucking mouth.
1: I think you've had enough, raw dog. Is that the best shit you got? Not even close to touching 90, son. Who are you fooling? Go get that ball. I'll fucking sign it for you.
0: Oh yeah, ha uh, ha uh, ha. Uh, real funny, man. Real funny. You know, it's first day of practice, all right? I'm warming up. Mm-hmm. You know what? I will go get the fucking ball. You know what I'll do? I'll shove it
1: up your ass and I'll sign it. How's that sound? Yeah, hey, you know what? Do what you do best, Niles. Keep running that fucking mouth because it makes you feel better, right? You get your teammates in a fight and kicked out of a bar cause you wanna look fucking tough? You're fucking selfish, man. It's about the team here. It's not about you. Go fuck yourself. Like that's I love it. I, I, I wish there was two hours of that, of McReynolds just shit talking everybody when push comes to shove. Like, okay, you want to play that game? Let's play that game. I absolutely love it. And I also love that he's not. So here's something. I, I was just looking at Rotten Tomatoes. And if you don't like this movie, that's fine. You know, you can have a different opinion. That's fine. But here is a statement. It's not. But here is a some statement. Some things are fact. <laughs> here's a statement that is just wrong. Okay. So this is from Jake Wilson, an Australian film critic. So we know, you know, what we think of those folks. Uh, wow. It says his review from
0: the penal colony. I see. Says,
1: what does he know? It's as if Linklater is bound by a bro code. That obliges him to present these guys in a basically uncritical light. What fucking movie did you watch? Like everyone <laughs> gets criticized in this movie. Even the Reynolds, mm. who is two is clearly like the coolest of the group. Like there's that it's ping- the alpha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the ping pong scene where he fucking loses his mind he loses. because he, he lost the game and he breaks <laughs> he breaks the paddle against the wall and nearly and he looks hits his friend in the decidedly- head decidedly
0: decidedly uncool in his completely bluesy. uncool so when he leaves the room um you have like you know the other characters rooting for the underdog but not so much they like the main character of jake it's no. like seeing the alpha taken down a
1: notch yeah they like, i, I mean know, i he, think they he, like to see everyone taken down a notch and if that's yeah. not male friendship i don't know mm-hmm. what is like if if people were to look at our group chats mike they would think we hated each other Like just despised each other, and it's but that's not what it is. This is just how we relate. How we that's including on your birthday. Yes, even my birthday message, especially on your birthday. Well, I posted it on Twitter because I got a message from your wife and a message from you on the same day. And your message from your wife was very sweet, very like you know. I hope you. You know, it's been a good year and things are going so well with you and Tessa. Blah blah blah. Beautiful, wonderful, sweet, and Mike. Mike texts Hope you're having a good day You're old Like that's (laughs) that's it And I was like Married couple Right here This is (laughs) And like I'll give you one guess At who's my closer friend It's not the one Who said something nice
0: (laughs) I mean I feel like that was That was a Rave review I gave for your birthday It was That's a five star review Hope and good Yeah Absolutely We can't get around The fact that you're old (laughs) It is what it Um, is yeah, I don't uh I don't understand. There's a little bit of pushback, you know, with Licorice Pizza which was more about a, a character I think being very racist in particular sequences which I think was true to life as far mm-hmm. as who these characters were based on. Um and I saw some, you know, comments of like why didn't PTA make a commentary or have a, a character make a comment basically saying that's racist which I don't know if that would have happened in the seventies, and but also isn't it pretty think, fucking
1: obvious? Like, do we really need?
0: To- yeah, um, <laughs> I don't think that it's a responsibility, especially if you're doing. You know, unfortunately for us, you know, talking about your age, Dave and mine, a period piece set in 1980, where it is meant to be a distant land in time, um, that you would have a character sort of step outside and and talk about the the shenanigans of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually think the film comes close to that, but it's still. It's, it's more character building. It's not talking about the era they live in. It's talking about, uh, you know, maybe the era of their life. Like, this is, this is going to be our college experience. Um, and so it's weird that there are complaints about that, but I also heard other complaints where it's like, oh, they, they kind of just put the themes out there too much. Like, you have a character just speak, like, this is, this is what's going on, which I also wondered did, were you ever, teenager did right. you ever where you you were so hyper aware that all you would talk about was yourself and your friends like that that's yeah. it i don't i don't really mind it i don't think i actually think it's funny i think this one is probably less offensive uh in the modern lens and days and confused because oh, i think you know your favorite character the alpha of reynolds here played by um probably the best looking Superman of all time. Yep. I don't know if you would agree with yeah, that Yeah, I statement. think so. I mean, Henry Cavill, you know, it's a good competition. Yeah.
1: It? But Henry Cavill so Jordan. sad in that role that I can't even – I just yeah. feel bad for him.
0: And we're, I'm just putting out there Michael B. Jordan, you know, the rumor that he will eventually pick up that the mantle. That would
1: – he would take that yeah. crown. Yes.
0: Um, I don't know if he can grow as great of a beard, this guy. This guy's got a – you know, when you have, like – strikingly dark hair like this guy yeah. with the beard and the mustache. I did see a Letterbox review that also was not favorable to it, but they did like the, the mustaches on yeah. display. I'm like, will, okay, fair I enough. I will
1: say that like, um, there's very few men that, that I know that can, that look better with the mustache and Tyler Hockland, like he's, he's working it. He, yep. it's, it works Such for him perfectly.
0: Is your zoom, uh, background. That's right. right now, yeah. Look sure.
1: at that glorious. stash. He,
0: <laughs> so you mentioned that practice sequence, like, yes, we have the quarterback in Days Confused, um, which I guess you would say by you know definition of the sport, that should be the leader in the alpha. But that's not really how he's played in that film. He's, like, he's kind of like eh. third or fourth man. He's seen as like the nice guy, but right. he's he's the one that can mingle with the different subgroups of high school. But he's not leading the jocks. Um, here, Tyler Hocklin is the leader. Yeah. But he takes on a more paternal aspect. Like, I wouldn't say that he's uh, particularly warm uh, with the characters, but usually his speechifying is all about the betterment of all him of us. as a unit. Yeah. Even though he knows he's the best one, he never talks about himself as, like, this is to further my career. Like, right. I'm the only one that has a chance of playing the major, so you'll get your shit together. It's about that team aspect of it. And I think that's probably because he's... Truly confident in himself, he doesn't have to bring up his own bullshit. Right, he doesn't and need it, any sort of positive affirmation. And it's
1: interesting. There's some growth with this with this character throughout the runtime. Because as he's introduced, he's like, you know, our new care our like kind of lead character comes in. And he's like, I'm not going to get too close to you. Might have to face you down the line. So I, I don't want to be your friend because I don't mm-hmm. want that to affect my future. But then as it goes along, you you get the sense that like he does really care about this team. It's not all about him making the show it's about what we're doing right now like that's
0: you being helpful because i i looked at it as like he's like oh uh, i'm never gonna face these, face these guys down the line they're not good enough, so well, i might I mean, as well buddy up even
1: the the quote-unquote like uh you know uh the practice that you could choose to go to or not he's like it's mandatory because we you know we're here to win We're here to get better as a team. And then during that actual practice, you see that too. Like before he starts talking his shit and knocks that ball out of the park, he tells him like, that's not what we're here to do. We're not here to throw 102 in the first spring practice. Yeah, Dave. Raw dog (laughs) Dave. that is not me. (laughs) That is not me. I don't think I talk that much shit. I I would much more uh, be, uh, I would like to be more like Wyatt uh, than I would... Raw dog. The guy who just, you know, he smokes a lot of weed. He's there when he shouldn't be. He's there too long. He's too old. He's like fucking thirty. He's fucking thirty, Mike. <laughs> that guy's the yeah. best.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's uh he's he's the the baseball type of the guy that just doesn't want to leave the game. Right. He's he's Kevin Costner from Bull Durham and I'm more <laughs> realistic <Yeah. laughs> sad kind of way i don't know but uh, even the sequence where he has to leave the field where he's called like here for a he good time not a long time man yeah <laughs> oh, oh so great it's a great line so good. <laughs> I, I think that some people did you know they don't i saw a lot of comments on Letterboxd. it's like well this is too specific it's not broad enough where you know days infused i guess everyone had the high school experience so not everyone was a, a, a jock Uh, And this is, you know, very, very frat kind of specific. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they did miss some of the glimpses of that, even though uh, maybe in our culture, you know, playing like a sport, which mainly it's just anything that could lead to riches is Mm -hmm. elevated. Um, And you have, you know, my favorite character, Finnegan, played by Glenn Powell, who's like a pretty good college player, but I'm not. Uh, like I, I'm not, not making plans for this. This yeah. is not my life. And in fact, his, his life is something that I would be more aligned with sp- specifically at that time period of, uh, you know, I I want to find as many women as possible while while I'm still useful and attractive. <laughs> like that's, that's my <laughs> right. goal. You know? Right. Uh, so much so that he gives a, a, a rah-rah speech of like – how come we're playing baseball? All we talk about is is chicks, and then when we're at a party, we're around women, we can meet some women. All we're doing is talking baseball. Like I, that was that would be me, Dave. That yeah. would be my. Why are part. we? <laughs> <Thank> God,
1: <laughs> uh, so but good.
0: These the look of the the arts community because that when that speech happens, they're at a, a party for like the theater kids, and they go to like a, a punk show with a uh, a guy that uh, knows our main character from from high school. Mm-hmm. I I think that some of the criticisms they're missing the point that Linklater is saying that you know the, the baseball team is no better than any of these subgroups. Right. Like this was all something where. When you're young, you can sort of be all in with another like group of people that are into the same shit as you. Right. Knowing that at some point it is going to end, that you will not be able to play these childish games anymore, whether it's being a punk and just like right. your main thing is going to these shows. And I I like that he takes the time to say that n- none of these are better or worse yeah, than the other. And you notice it's all that the same.
1: even the the jocks, like none of them are talking shit about these other groups at any no. point they talk shit about each other but in they're... Fact,
0: they in fact they actually feel like the dorks when yeah. they have to step out they're like i don't know if we fit in here like right. are we allowed to to, to go and, totally. and hang with this crew yeah I, I find that to be far more realistic from my experience that um yes it's it's only within your own tribe <laughs> that the toxic comes out, and then when a stranger comes, it's like you know we don't we don't talk family business with outsiders that sort of thing right, like right. they're far more respectful of the the punks and the theater kids totally. uh, even so when our when our main character comes out and has been you know he's been roped in to this Alice in Wonderland dating show performance, uh, which, Dave, if you're editing this episode, instead just drop a clip from Mallrats with Jason Lee on his <laughs> dating game. Because <laughs> that, that was probably better. But I thought you were going to tell me
1: to put in the clip of the Easter Bunny getting the shit kicked out of him by Jason Bob. Both, <laughs> both work. <laughs> uh,
0: I think we'll probably just miss Easter, but that's fine. Um, what, what do his uh, baseball teammates do when he comes out? There's like, Hey, that guy, like we, we know, know him, that guy, that's, that's yeah. it, that's it. There's yeah. not a, like, yeah. I can't believe this guy's doing this, this thing. This it's so effeminate. Ass. And how could he be? Yeah. How could he be doing theater that I find that to be far more true to life than what movies have led us to believe about, you know, the, the sort of bullying of, of other groups.
1: Yeah. And I think it's the age of these guys is important, right? Cause like there, there are definitely certain high school situations where if you're the jocks, you are absolutely the cool kids and like, you know, you don't mm-hmm. have to stretch yourself at all. But once you get to college, like things are different. Right. And they I love that they talked about the idea between the theater kids and the jocks that they're kind of the same. Like, you know, Zoe Dooch talks about, you know, everyone got the lead role. All of these kids mm-hmm. got the lead role when they when they were in high school. And now there's so much talent. And it's the same thing with the baseball team. They were all the number one player on their team. Right. They had the most home runs, the highest average, the best pitcher, all that stuff. And now they're surrounded by nothing but high level talent. And it's like, am I good enough? Where do I fit in? What does this mean for me? How do I interact? And like when you're a freshman in college, you're all going through the same shit, man. Like (laughs) you're all going through the same thing. So I like the fact that it becomes this story about connection and about how even if we come from different places, we're all inherently the same. We're all going through the same struggles. And I like because it's a Link Later Hangout movie, it just kinda ends with like you know, it's gonna be a great year. Let's see how this goes. We're hungover in class on day one. Let's see where we go from here. It's fantastic. And there's no there's no real villains. In this piece, and
0: well, that's that's the difference between it and Dace and views, and right, to right. what you're saying with the college and high school experiences. In high school, you can't ignore people, right? Like right. you're, it's too small. too small, and so yeah, mm-hmm. the jocks, you have to interact with them. Whereas in college, if the theater kids don't give a fuck about baseball, they don't know who you are. It right. doesn't matter that you don't impress them by being because ba- right. they don't pay have to pay attention to you. They can find their own community. Um, yeah, the you know so much so the the ending sequence where even uh, one of our baseball players uh, he says something to the effect of like if I wasn't you know still drunk like I wouldn't even be here like if I still wasn't riding this buzz <laughs> and this you know bald older man comes in and he's like who the fuck is this guy and he's like I think it's the professor
1: <laughs> it's amazing I just it's so enjoyable like I. It's so great to be surprised by a movie, because as I mentioned, like when I first saw it, I was like, "Uh, I don't know if I want to watch this movie glorifying jocks, blah, blah, blah. I've seen this all before. And then like from basically from the first or second scene, when you have McReynolds wiping his hand off after he was forced to shake the hand of a dirty pitcher, I was like, "Okay, this is going to be great. And it just it never really lets up. Like the whole thing, like there's not in a lot of hangout movies. There's one or two scenes where you're like, ah, I could skip this, but this is like it's so enjoyable all the way through that you're just like, nah, I'm in, I'm in until credits roll. Like I can't imagine putting this movie on in the background because I would just be stuck into it every single time. I just be like, Oh, oh. I guess. Well, I'm that's on the one couch. reason I had
0: to take it off my phone because I do have to work. Right. And so if I pull right? it up, like you know, if I tried to watch it a little bit on break or on lunch, I'm just yeah, it's I just game over. Live in that world. Yeah. Um, which I I think that's, you know, it makes a, uh, uh, a fine uh, double feature with Days Confused totally. in that way. And and maybe people are more comfortable with Days Confused because they're further removed from the high school experience where it's not as right, dramatic. Right, I think that one is. You know, the, the idea – well, it depends. I was about to say the idea of Ben Affleck paddling me. Oh. is horrifying. But maybe not. It's okay, Benny, no, It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> maybe it was one of my better days. You know, one that – a story I get to tell.
1: I, I find it interesting how quickly the movie industry has changed from even 2016 – Uh, because, you know, this movie came out and to cinephiles especially like this was, Oh, we got to go see this. Linklater's got a new movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, we are recording this at a time when Linklater's latest movie has just been buried on streaming services. Like he came out. Apparently something on Netflix. Yeah.
0: I I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of it. And, uh, so yeah, it popped up. And until, uh, I started seeing some, you know, reviews in the communities that we, we travel in, it's like, Oh, it's a Linklater thing. I guess I should pay attention to that. But Yep. Yeah, and this, wants will be, some... this will
1: be every once on was playing at major theaters. Like this wasn't an art mm-hmm. house thing. This was everywhere, and now we get Morbius and nothing else. That's
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's a you know we I, I shit on Power of the Dog um, <laughs> last week, but this was clearly the uh, the sort of one for me, even though it's far more populist, I think, yeah. than Boyhood. Uh, it, it didn't do as well because boyhood had the, I guess had the conceit that was interesting for even, uh, the normies to, to check out. Um, I don't know. I don't know what, um, filmmakers now, what the, the one for me is after, you know, the success, air quotes, of Power of the Dog. Cause mm. what, what is successful? What does that mean? Now, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, I, I miss it. I miss the fact that Linklater <laughs> nearly, you know, should have won an Oscar for boyhood and, what does he do yeah I think I'm gonna go back and make another like days and confused like movie I'm not gonna I'm not gonna amp up my importance uh, I'm not gonna you know do another before movie uh let's do this one and I I think this one will age better over time yeah. which is strange to say over an 87 percent from the critics right, but right um, but only 60 I, I,
1: something from the people, <laughs> I think
0: uh, younger generations that discover it will discover another day confuse because that's yeah. how that one worked out. Um, unfortunately, they probably just don't. I I would love for your 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 man here, uh, Tyler Hawkland, to become another Ben Affleck. I just don't, you know, I don't think it's in the cards. But yeah, just it's yeah. like uh, Sin City, like a movie, just born in the wrong time.
1: Yeah, too much TV, man. <laughs> just hanging out on TV shows too much. So it's interesting as we've been talking. Um, there is a review here that really. I think in one sentence really gets to what we're talking about, that what, one of the things I really like about this movie and it's from Anne Hornaday um, from the Washington post. She writes as small and specific as it is, everybody wants some. feels improbably expansive, even universal. And I think like, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and if you told me there going to be a movie about a bunch of freshman college jocks hanging out, that's not something I would have expected. About this, you know, and it just does feel like it feels like a movie you could kind of show anybody. Like, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's a movie that leaves anybody out. Like, it's just a nice hangout movie. It's got a nice little love story. It's got a nice it's got nice male friendships. It's got different groups coming to uh, coming to some form of meeting and communion. And this like it, it all really works out. And it's. It is one of those movies I've talked about a lot, probably on this podcast too, about how I really like movies that you can imagine what they were like before the opening credits and what they were like after. It doesn't feel like they the movie is over and now this character is done. It feels like oh, I would I would watch a everybody wants some more. I would watch a sequel to this. It would be great.
0: I'm, I'm hesitant to uh, to wonder if Linklater would come full circle because he you know started off with Slacker in the early nineties what if you're gonna to continue to age them up, you know, do you go mid eighties or do you go into the nineties? The um I certainly don't want to see <laughs> reality bites as presented by Wink later. Maybe maybe there's a certain time period we just skip it over entirely. Or you just jump ahead and say they all, you know, the I guess the hopeful look is that they all become like Ethan Hawke from the Before series. I was going to say I want that I want thoughtful. I
1: want a trilogy like every 7 years or so. Mm-hmm. In 2023, that's what I want from Linklater is everybody wants some again or more or two or whatever, whatever you want to fucking call it. Maybe choose another Van Halen song as your title. Let's go.
0: And they and they diss Van Halen. I appreciate that. Yes, you have a yes. character saying <laughs> it's corporate rock bullshit. Yeah, of course but... you
1: like Van Halen. They want you <laughs> to. You fucking sucker. <laughs> uh, a little bit. We'll finish
0: up with a little bit of trivia. Kind of on that note, uh, this was originally called "That's What I'm Talking About" because it's like multiple characters throughout uh, the film <laughs> say that after they've got a hit, after they've uh, you know got love a, it. Uh, scored, you know uh, a chick, after they've they've. Had some sort of success. That's that's how they celebrate as as a unit. Uh, would you have preferred it with that that original title, or do you like the uh, the Van Halen uh, diss and then I guess apology I think, by tiling your film? I
1: think I like this better. Um, I've never been a big fan of the the title moment. In a movie. The title drop. Yeah, I and just... Link later was going to do it like 17 times. like nine times. <laughs> like, okay, let's let's bump the brakes a little bit. Um, the other thing I really love about this movie, it's something we talked about in negative ways of, about other baseball movies we talked about this month, is the baseball. Like, it looks good. That was
0: something my wife commented on. Yeah, She's like, man. Oh, these people actually look like they can play baseball. And, and I'm like, yeah. see? Another point for this over Dazed and Confused. Yep. The kid could not throw a baseball. Oh, he his, could not. He... <laughs>
1: yeah. And there's a... There's a there's a story about Tyler Tyler Hawkland who plays McReynolds. I guess uh Link later asked them all to play baseball, have someone film them and send him the tape so he could see what he was working with. Mm-hmm. And I guess Tyler Hocklin was a pretty good college college ball player, so he just gave him his like a bunch of clips from SportsCenter. Center. Uh like, Yeah man, I oh. I I can play. Like you you don't <laughs> gotta worry about me. <laughs> like I was like that is a very McReynolds thing to do. That is <laughs> perfectly cast and i was like yeah yeah and it's a it's a rarity i think and not just baseball i think in sports movies in general to see something that looks like physically these guys can do this like there's usually a lot of like jump cuts and you know reaction shots to things happening on the field whereas this is like no this is just guys playing ball like that that practice like i bet i bet link has like 20 hours of footage of that and it's kind of picking and choosing but it all looks it's really effective.
0: I like to believe that uh you know we they actors often talk about how um unsexy it is to film sex scenes cuz you got mm-hmm. the fucking lights and you got grips and people just sure. like you know I, <laughs> I always no. no don't rest thrust like peace. that. Don't uh, uh, like okay. Well, <laughs> R.I.P. Philip Seymour Hoffman, but his him saying they're holding like a boom mic <laughs> yeah, and, and the, boogie nights. <laughs> Speaking of the crop
1: top, this is. <laughs>
0: but I like to imagine that the uh, the baseball uh, that we saw on display here was not uh, purely mechanical and stressful. Like, can we just cut around like right. this? You know, um, Something the slugger's wife didn't do at all. You, right. They just show him swinging and it's like that doesn't not a single take of this looks like nope. he's hitting a home run at all. Um, but I, you know, that's probably me with the sort of imprint of the fun that the characters present to me in the world. That I'm like, oh, yeah. I hope those guys were having a good time filming this. But totally, I don't know. I'll I'll probably find an interview with Glenn Powell where he's like, ah, oh, fucking sucked. Like in that, Gl- so Glenn the Powell. Baseball it's, it's
1: interesting you mention him because every time I watch him in this movie, all I can think of is like. Pre MCU Chris Evans. Like, that's who he reminds me of. Like, not another teen movie version. Mm. Chris Evans. Every time I see him. And I just, I can't shake it. Like, every time I watch this movie, I'm like, oh yeah, that's Glenn Powell. He's like a real actor now. He's uh, in a Tom Cruise movie uh, this yeah, year. Yeah,
0: be in Top Gun, baby. That's right. Which, him and John Hamm.
1: And your is favorite. That, uh,
0: does that mean, is he winning the Everybody Wants Some uh, Days and Confused so far of this group? So yeah. far.
1: Yeah. And, that is surprising, but here we are. He's good. Looking forward to seeing him uh fly a fighter jet, I guess. That's that's what's next. Him and your favorite, what's his name? Uh
0: Miles Teller. Miles Teller.
1: Yeah. Yep. So.
0: Who honestly, you know, he would have fit in to this type of movie. Oh yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yes.
0: Maybe he was too big for it though. I don't, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I think he was it's...
1: probably too big of a quote unquote star. At that point, about 2015, yeah, I would I would guess so. He was a little too well known. It's one of the other nice things about this movie is that these are all you can you can kind of you can have moments where you're like, oh, I know these guys. There's not like a star that takes you out of it mm-hmm. ever, which is nice. And same thing could be said for Days and Confused. Then certainly not now. <laughs> you see McConaughey and you see Affleck. No, was- and was like
0: my fantasies have been affleck paddling me yep. you know like i mean i don't think i would have had those on initial watch he had to be <laughs> affleck first yes, you know not yes. just some he's about to be a married douchebag. man again
1: mike you got to show some respect he's now engaged again off the market to j-lo for me. that's right tragedy i was this i was this close, <laughs> yeah, was this close. <laughs> yes yes i was rooting for you buddy <laughs>
0: help our numbers at least yes yes <laughs> Betty, ben please. affleck's Put husband your... podcaster from from kentucky
1: <laughs> a better oh, world sweet. mike a better world there's
0: thousands of hours of audio content of this man pining <laughs> for ben affleck that's the marry me we deserve that's right ben affleck J- picking J- me L- j-lo
1: does not need the boost she's fine <laughs> we on the other yep. hand <laughs> yep
0: Hmm. i'm just imagining that life
1: yes. me and benny i feel like i would not be able to talk to mike anymore he's like nope we're done here
0: (laughs) yeah you probably wouldn't be getting birthday messages from me no i'd have a a handler doing
1: that oh that's fine uh, it would be very sweet that would be nicer not for me this bullshit (laughs) yes (laughs) absolutely a hundred percent do we have any idea what we're doing next month or is it just oh
0: yeah i this so this is a a a birthday gift to you because i've not seen you um i don't think i've seen you since your birthday have i so, no. I can't remember when we were drinking at your house. That was, I still have not gotten around to time since COVID as <laughs> no, far as how I have long no idea. Ago things were. I don't um, No, I
1: think that was before my birthday. I think it was okay. before. I hope. So Maybe.
0: here's a small, small, not a tangible gift, but uh, I'm going to make the first selection for our next, you know, thematic month. Uh, you know, we're making our own lists on the show about lists. Um, and I'm picking your number one favorite film. Of last year, I believe it's your number one, uh, Parallel Mothers. And oh, yes. A whole a whole month on a multiverse of mothers. I want to to go through the the what ifs, and okay. I will leave you. I think the way it breaks down, you'll you'll at least get to make one other pick. You know, okay. but I'm just picking one for you, and we can yeah, label well, to you know, Dave's number one movie of 2021. But yeah, so that that'll be what uh, listeners get to hear next. All our right. episode on Parallel Mothers, and Mike will get to talk about. Uh, you know, wild things will come up because I have some pointers I could give. <laughs> I'm a little far, but you know, whatever. All <laughs> you right, take my notes. It's fine. All right.
1: Perfect. So I'm sure that's probably available for rental for about twenty bucks somewhere if you want to check out <laughs> Parallel Mothers. <laughs> <laughs>